Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode 77 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom, representing the kingdom, myself, Brad Simcox, and our headlines editor, Tom Childs. This week, we're looking forward to Chiefs training camp and giving you the areas of Chiefs roster we'll be looking at the most. We'll also be giving you our thoughts on DeAndre Hopkins' somewhat shocking decision to sign for the Titans, as well as news from Chiefs Kingdom. But first, let's have a day. When I get done with my career, I just want to look back and say I have no regrets. You want to yeah! I got tape, brother. I got tape. I know y'all saw that. That's something you do on man. Let's win it all together for four quarters. I love going to war with you guys, man. Golly. <laughs> So a show that we didn't realize we needed in our lives, but Netflix released quarterback at the perfect time, didn't they, Tom? Right before training camp. And mate, it got me fired up. I don't know about you. Yeah, them releasing it in that little lull, that yeah. dead part of the off-season, was a masterstroke. I loved it. Honestly, I loved it. I I've done all eight episodes in like maybe like 31 hours. It was, and considering I was at work for a vast majority of that time, and I had two sports days to go to whilst that was on, I I done well to cram in all eight episodes as quickly as I did. But I was just hooked, hooked from episode one. Now, don't get me wrong, episode one was probably like the one of the better episodes, but it was just fantastic to get that insight into a quarterback's life in the professional because we've seen it in other documentaries, we've seen it QB one, we've seen it in other like college joke uh joko high school type football documentaries but we've never seen it at the pro level quite like that in so much detail on one player and honestly mate i thought it was excellent did you enjoy it i loved it um i'm with you on it i mean i didn't watch it as fast as you i've got kids to look after so you know i'm a good parent (laughs) i have i have one more child than you i just chose to ignore one more child than you But yeah, you binge watched it, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, don't spoil it for us. Don't don't tell me the ending. <laughs> How does um, it end? Does Kirk Cousins win the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got his space for it. He's got his little notch in the yeah, uh, yeah. in his little memory room and everything. Yeah. He's got the space for it. So I was rooting for the guy. I really was. Um, but no, I mean, obviously, we'll get to the Mahomes thing in a minute. But um, I, I, for me, I think the whole the whole story of it all it it really shone to a point where. Um, it told the story of the different varies of difficulty from three perspectives, the, the perspective of three quarterbacks. And yeah. for for one, it seemed to come particularly quite natural. I mean, yeah, he still has to work at it, obviously. You know, obviously there's a lot of homework to go through, but the struggles that the other two were having as well, it was, it, I thought it was a good kind of, uh, real kind of polar opposites, especially when you look at like Mariota's, 
um, story all the way up to Mahomes' story. And, and mm. Cousins is slap bang in the middle of the two, really, isn't he? Because he was on kind of a, a successful team at the time where Mariota was struggling quite a bit. But it just showed the hard work that you had to do to become a quarterback. And not just like, oh, that's it, I've made it. I'm now a quarterback of this team. This is it now. It's easy breezy. It was the constant work you had to do. And we saw Mahomes didn't even go to one of the award ceremonies, did he? Um, was it the NFL Honours? I think it was. Yeah. Because he was sat at home and he was doing his homework ready for the, yeah, the yeah, Super Bowl yeah. and stuff. You know, so it just showed the level of concentration they need, the level of commitment. I mean, when he's got his off days, he's in training. Yeah. You know, he's he's always uh, we saw cousins on the treatment table. You know, there's something every day that is connected to the to, to the game and obviously the team that they that they love. And I just love the whole story about. I want a, I want a second season now. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. The Mariota thing made me laugh because Mariota kind of become an extra very quickly. <laughs> yeah. it, it very quickly become the Kirk Cousins and Patrick Mahomes show. Yeah, like I, I suppose if if Mahomes was Batman, Kirk Cousins was Robin, then. <laughs> Mario might be, I don't know. Catwoman. Uh, Catwoman or, yeah, I don't know. The Riddler. Uh, so I don't know because he, it was kind of pointless when he Mario, let's be honest. Like, yeah. um, I get why they wanted the three different stories, but I, I, I'm kind of guessing that Netflix were pissed of how Mario's season went yeah. because it wasn't like bad. It was freaking awful. Like how bad couldn't is have gone any worse, could it? No. Yeah, it couldn't have gone any worse. And I'm, I suppose they could say, "Oh, actually, we wanted it to have like the doom and gloom, the, the, the bad side of it." But we didn't really get a lot from Mario, and it's a shame because it was a redemption story. To be honest, I was kind of rooting against him as soon as I saw them put the the pass to himself against us in the the playoffs in 2018. As soon as I saw 2017, as soon as I saw that, but episode like, one, it. wouldn't it? That <laughs> I was like, "This guy." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> done with it. Always hated him. But yeah, I I think. I love Kirk Cousins a little bit, by the way, now. Yeah, yeah. It, think- it makes me laugh because, like, I tweeted this out and a few people agreed with me. I, I said, all of us would love to be Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But if we were quarterbacks and we were NFL stars, we all absolutely would be Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the whole memory room thing for me was like, yeah. that would be me. If, if it was any accomplishment, yeah. accomplishment just, and just game, the dorkiness cool. a bit, a little bit. And he's yeah. just like, I don't know, he's just, he's, he's just a regular dad. Yeah. And so who happens to be an NFL quarterback. He's just so normal and whatnot. And then you've got Mahomes, who's just kind of like special throughout, <laughs> like in everything he does, he's special. Like it's just mad where. We wouldn't be that. We can't. We wouldn't be that kind of guy. We wouldn't be that cool. So if we were quarterbacks, he was like, "All oh, right." I kind of saw my other life. What might have been if I was a different person and living in America? I maybe could have been a Kirk Cousins, but I was nowhere in hell. I'd have been a Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. What did make me laugh? And you touched on it a minute ago. It's like, oh, Kirk Cousins getting that part of his room made out for a Super Bowl trophy, <laughs> and like I thought, okay, right, fair enough. That's predicting the future. Fair enough. Like you can do that. But it's not a big as flex as Patrick Mahomes booking the Airbnb <laughs> in Arizona three months before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Why is no one talking about that? That's just like the the kind of bold brass of him, isn't it? That you yeah. know, he's like thinking, oh, I'll just book it. I'll just book it and, and he booked, you know, I'll get the better rates. Yeah. And outstanding Airbnb three months before the Super Bowl. 
that man just oozes confidence. Yeah. He's just, oh, I would love to walk around with like a pair of bricks like my home does. Like I, I, I can imagine they are massive. Just a hint us to walk around like that. It's just, a, uh, I'm going to book this Airbnb. We'll be there. He's probably got it booked for next year as well already oh, now. Well, and the year already. after, and the year after. <laughs> He's probably eyeing up a place in Canton in 2041 or whenever he is when he's going to have his Hall of Fame. He's already pre-booked that. Yeah. Just what a guy. I love Can I just him. say, where did those Airbnbs come from? I've never seen an Airbnb like that before. No, absolutely no not. No way. Look at that. It was like Mahomes rented home. I was like, Jesus, it was a mansion, <laughs> that thing. It was huge. Yeah. Massive pool in it everything, yeah. Um, no, the yeah, it, it was good. Like like you said, I think Kirk Cousins really did. It did a lot for him in this. It really did a I lot think for so. him. I think it, it showed, you know, he was very, um, he's a confident guy. You know, he is quite a confident guy, not to the level that we saw with Patrick Mahomes. But I think it, his confidence does come through and he does have a point to prove. And he does work at it as well. And he likes to be a good teammate. And, you know, you could see him taking ownership of a lot of the players that were going on in that in those games as well. You know, if he'd... You know, through a bad pass or something, he was always saying, "That's that's on me. Mm. Don't worry about it." You know, and he was, he was, you know, I think a lot of players respect him for that as well. He's quite a respected guy in the team. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but what we saw from Mahomes' side of things was the cockiness of him. I think that was the thing that came across for me. But it was like it was warranted because of what he's achieved and what he can do. Do you think he's cocky? I know. I, 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 I mean, I, I wouldn't say it was arrogant. Sense. I wouldn't say it was I, arrogant. I think it was cockiness. It was like sure cock sure about yourself, isn't it? That you have, you have got the God-given ability to actually play this game to the highest yeah. level. And I think Mahomes, he doesn't, he's not, he's not aggressive with it in a way that it, it comes across as obnoxious. I don't think, I just think it's something that fuels him. He doesn't come across as like, he's, you know, like you would be like a really, really bad winner, you know, like, really yeah, yeah, sure. you know, jumping in people's faces and stuff. But he, he uses that himself Chicken. to really kind of big himself up. Um, but, off the field, he's completely different. He's probably he's a dad, you know. He's he, he has a, a great family life. Seems to include include the whole family as well, wherever they go. Um, and I just, we, I think it's what we were talking about before about these legendary players have something else. They have just that edge, don't they? They have something else that mm. actually fuels them and feeds their fire. Yeah. And that's the thing that was the difference between Cousins and Mahomes. They both work hard. But Mahomes just has that some some it factor in there, and that, that is unexplainable for legendary players like him. Yeah, I think one thing that they do very well on that show, and they've done it very very well, rather, was when they involved Bobby Stroop, obviously Mahomes' trainer. Mm. And I actually found this the most interesting part of the entire show, to be honest. Yeah, was in two episodes back to back. The first episode they talked about, or the second episode rather, they talked about Mahomes' spine yeah. and how he has a special spine. And then this, the third episode, I think it was, they were talking about his routine and his training routine. And it was that that I've, that we've obviously seen, we've seen videos of him doing it. We've seen these big highlight packages that are put together by a media team and they look great and everything. But to actually see that in a documentary and think, actually, he's doing that three times a week. Yeah. Every single week. And it didn't look easy. Like I couldn't imagine going, doing your day job then doing a gym session and then doing that on top of it and then having to do homework. Yeah. Like we, you were talking about the it factor and yeah, you can say it's Kirk Cousins works hard. Mariota works hard, but I do think the it factor a little bit with Mahomes for all of his God given ability is effort and yeah. is the will and the want to win. And I think that's just evidently clear with Mahomes that I don't think he's ever going to be 
truly happy until he gets the Chiefs to where he thinks they can be. And that will be a true dynasty, like a three, four, six, seven, how many Super Bowl rings you want to count type of team. So until he gets that point, I think that's what you're going to see week in and week out Mahomes until his body basically gives up on him. It's just, it's the, the effort and the relentlessly relentlessness is just outrageous. You almost have to compare it to Hey, being that guy and saying that again, but it's the Michael Jordan in the last dance. Mm. And he would always talk about in the last dance, how he was always the first man on the court. It was the last man on the court. And he was always the hardest worker on the court. Yes. He had the ability, but it was his hard work and his attitude and his, the way that he applied himself would separate him from everyone else. Yeah. Mahomes has a crazy talented arm. He is probably one of the most gifted players ever, but so is Aaron Rodgers. Mm. But Aaron Rodgers hasn't got the hardware that Mahomes has. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers doesn't get the plaudits that Mahomes has. And what is it? Is it is it because of physical ability? I don't think so. I don't think there's much separating Mahomes and Rodgers in terms of physical ability. Mm. I just think there's this willingness and this will to win from Mahomes, which just separates him from everyone else in the league. Including some of his teammates. It's how you apply yourself, isn't it? I think that's the thing. It's it's how Mahomes applies himself and he's locked into wanting to be one of the greatest. Yeah. Um, you know, talked about legacy a few times on this show. Legacy is a big thing in in what you see in Mahomes and even in Kelsey. Um, and I think it's those kind of legendary players that do care about that legacy element of it. Yeah. Um, just what you were saying about Stroop, though. Um, I like there was one part of the show where um, Mahomes is there and he's like, you know, he, he says, "What we're going to do this week? We're going to get you. Uh, you're going to get the weights on your shoulders and you're going to hop and uh, hop and down on one foot." Yeah. <laughs> Mahomes went, "No, nah, I'm not doing that." And he's like, "You're doing it." <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, Whoa. You're doing it. He, he could fire you in a second, but he's not going to do it. He's back to no. home. I wonder you know, how much and, extra business he's got in the last week. Oh, he must have had a few Oh, calls. man, he'd be rolling in it now. Won't I he? saw him tweet out, actually, about Zion. Uh, you know the basketball player. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was a tweet about um, uh, me to get Zion with uh, Bobby Stroop, and he replied to it and said that apparently that he had a word with Zion and his, their parents Yeah, a few couple of years back, and they were talking about weight and how it could help him. And uh, and his footwork. And apparently they weren't interested until they just didn't want to hear it. I wonder if they're the ones that are now calling... Bobby yeah. Stroop and like making that phone call after seeing that because that guy must be getting some serious phone calls and some serious business in the next few weeks. Oh, absolutely, definitely. Um, he, he could even make an athlete out of you and I, I reckon. Oh, yeah, I, I'd be about Mariota level, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, to me, though, I think I think the difference really is you've got to be committed to uh, to learning playbooks, coming up with players. I mean, I like that. that part where you know they had Andy Reid on a couple of times talking about you know he encourages the guys to make their own plays and stuff and they, they go into the laboratory mm. um and you know the lab is is kind of like the thing where they have a bit of fun with uh some of the players and uh you know it's that element of fun I think actually it, it, it gets a lot out of the players from uh from from that fun element to it it's not just you're doing it my way and that's it I think coaching's changed in a way as well where it's yeah. not just you know shouting your head off at, at the players to tell them that you've got to do it this way. It's like putting yeah. putting that square peg in a round well, hole, it's, isn't it? It's, 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 it's empowerment. 
it's yeah. empowerment that's all yeah. it is like you, you you've you've been a manager at your job I've, i'm a manager of mine yeah. you're constantly on you're not a manager anymore you're a leader and you're on like these leadership courses and the one thing you always hear about is empowerment 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 it's not like demand 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 you want the guys or the your team to be able to work for you but also come up with their own ideas that they can go on and make everyone better mm. and make the collective better and that's what it is with the team like andy we clearly empowers Patrick Mahomes and his and his peers to come up with play and be creative. And what I love about Andy Reid, he's, he seems to be open to all ideas. Yeah, and uh, they clearly have a go in practice. And if he likes it, they go in the playbook. I love it. I just um, don't get me wrong. Some of the plays have been shit, <laughs> but some of them have been very memorable plays. And yeah, yeah they're not afraid I, I to try it. them though. They're not afraid to uh, to try them. And and I think that's it. Kind of removes that fear element of it. Of just, yeah, you know, uh, I think it makes all the other players a lot easier. Yeah, if you've got that other kind of gadget player that you've been working on that everyone's fearing about, you, you know, doing it, and if you get it out of the way, it kind of settles everybody else for the rest of the game. It's weird. Yeah, I suppose no one wants to be the victim to that type of play either, do they? No. So it might keep the. Yeah, I'll be interested to see if we do see more of that type of stuff going I forward. We do. I hope we do. Yeah, the snow, obviously, the snow globe huddle. I, I would still, I, I, you know, on my opinion on this, I still want to see more of Mahomes in motion. The you want to see the behind the back pass you behind the back, yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's going to no, happen. It. It's going to happen. So, who who do you want quarterback series two? Who who would be your top three guys if they done it again? Um, Mahomes again, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think honestly, I think I just want to see more Mahomes. I, I I can't get enough of the guy. I can't get enough of the content and the behind the scenes. I thought his family came off really well as well. You know. Um, little Sterling, bless her. She's a proper daddy's girl, you know. Mm. Um, just, yeah, just more of that, please. But I think if I had to choose other two others, I'd probably select Derek Carr. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one, isn't it? After, you know, he's, he's gone into this new yeah. team now. He's come away from the Raiders. That's you know, a good how one. He's, how he's going to develop now and how he's going to kind yeah. of uh, prove everybody wrong and stuff. And I think that would be it. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I'd, I'd... Tua wouldn't be a good one. Tua would be a good one. Tua no, he wouldn't be a good one. He wouldn't be a good one. No, because he Tua here, he is in the hospital again. <laughs> Just half the half the season in the hospital. Um, I, I don't know. Episode season and every every episode is in concussion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't laugh. Um, no, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't. We shouldn't laugh. I would like. I to be honest, I would love it if they went to the Bengals and did Joe Burrow. I, I I would love to see that because I want to know. We obviously know that they wake up in the morning thinking about the Chiefs. They wake up in the middle of the night thinking about the Chiefs. They go to bed thinking about the Chiefs. We know that. But I'd love to see how much they actually do talk about the Chiefs on a day-to-day basis. I like it's constant. I think are they like... building to try and beat the Chiefs? You know how the Bills were a few years ago. Are they building oh, yeah. to try and beat us? Is that is that what they're doing? So I'd like, and I quite like Joe Burrow anyway, because I think he's quite a cool guy. So Joe Burrow would be one. Derek Carr is a great shout. Yeah. I, I'd love to see that. And oh. maybe, I don't know if this is a bit left field, but I kind of like to see Lamar Jackson as well, because Lamar Jackson, yeah, he, he seems so reserved. Yeah. He's like, in general, seems so reserved. And it, like, that's the impression I get you like on the field. He doesn't, you, I don't ever see like Lamar Jackson shouting or anything like that. And I'd love to know what he's like behind closed doors in a meeting room. Yeah. Like the field, on the training field or even at home. So yeah, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, and now definitely Derek Carr would be my free if they were going to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. 
Ah, well, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, before we actually leave this topic, I think we've got to mention Mahomes and Max Crosby. <laughs> we saw it all happen, didn't we, during the you game? You woke up the wrong motherfucker. <laughs> you woke up the wrong motherfucker. <laughs> it was just, I mean, those two were great mates off the field anyway. Um, yeah. And But to, but to, to add that spike, that just showed, didn't it, really? Like the, mm. the Chiefs-Raiders rivalry really does actually yeah, matter, yeah. even today. Uh, because they both still were having a go at each other, and um, you know, and and it it was warranted because you know Crosby was clearly trying to wind Mahomes up, and it was yeah. working. It was working to a point, um, and then, but like we said before, Petty, Petty Mahomes just seems yeah. to just break out this alter ego that he's got. I, do you know what? When I was watching it, I actually thought about this, and you you played Sunday League football, so you're you're kind of yeah. understand this. America's listeners will be. Like we'll be in the, be thinking in five seconds, ten seconds time. What the hell is this going on about? But honestly, this this happens in every Sunday morning, every football pitch, at every corner ever taken. That players will come out for corners, and you've got like the big old defender, the veteran defenders, and you'll you'll go up to attack a corner, and you have a defender like grabbing your nuts or trying to put a finger up your bum or something like that, or try, trying to like play your nipples and stuff like that happens. You basically just get assaulted on every single corner you go yeah. up for when you play Sunday league football because they're trying to put you off. Mahomes, if he reacts like that to a little punch from Max Crosby, what would he be like on a Sunday league corner? <laughs> oh, the amount of abuse you get, especially if you like, like you were saying, you go, you go past a veteran defender or something like yeah. that, you skin him or something and he's, you know, you're down the wing or whatever. Yeah. And he comes, he comes flying in like faster than ever before yeah. and takes you out. And he's like, he, he proper gets in your face and yeah. stuff. And he, um, yeah, see Mahomes playing like Sunday League football like that, <laughs> yeah. man. I don't, I don't, I don't know how Mahomes would accept that. Whether he'd just go full on petty Mahomes or <laughs> yeah, I don't think, I don't think it'd last. <laughs> it, seriously, Sunday League is brutal. If anybody ever watches it, it should be televised sport. That yeah, yeah it should. It yeah, should yeah. be. Um, but anyway, we're digressing. We're digressing. <laughs> <laughs> um. Just wanted to bring out some news that we were talking about. Well, a lot of people have been wondering where uh, DeAndre Hopkins has been going, and uh, I, I must admit, I was one of these Chiefs fans that thought, "Do you know what? He's waiting. He's he's stalling. He's waiting for obviously Jones to get signed. Then the Chiefs are going to have some money, and then Hopkins is going to be a Chief." I I truly believe that that was going to happen. It didn't. Uh, he's signed for the Titans, um, which I'm I'm a little bit surprised in that. I honestly thought if uh, if he was going to go for um, a, a team that he could think would be a contender or had the right coaching staff or had the right quarterback, I think he probably would have lent more towards the Patriots more than anything else um, rather than the Titans. Um, or, like I said, he would have waited for the Bills or the Chiefs, but it seems like the Bills shot themselves in the foot and they were saying, yeah, if he wants to come and ring chase with us, uh, then he's going to have to take a, a team-friendly deal. Um I think that's probably the way the Chiefs kind of set themselves out if they were actually if they were actually talking with him. Um, but I'm surprised, man. A, a, a talent like Hopkins going to the Titans, it, it's, it just doesn't bode, bode well for him, I don't think. He's won two playoff games. I'm just looking out <sighs> now. It's terrible, isn't it, for a player of his calibre? He's won two playoff games and that'll be it. That's it now, isn't it? He won't win any more playoff games. No. Like... I think he's ruined his chance to get into Canton. Yeah, I think he had an. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think he was a shoe in. But I think if he joined a, a contender and won a ring and become a wide receiver one with a contender for the twilight of his career and 
Domo, I think you, you're talking about potential Hall of Fame player. Some people might be thinking actually he is a Hall of Fame player, but I don't know. But um, I think it's done now. I don't think he's going to stand opportunity. He obviously wanted to get paid. He wanted to get paid one more time, even though he's been paid very handsomely in his career so far. He wanted that extra bit of money and he wanted that two-year deal. And the Titans offered him a deal that the Chiefs were never going to offer him. They yeah. were never, they might have given him a one million one year twelve to fifteen million year deal, but they were never going to give him the two twenty six where he's up, where he's got with the time and it wasn't going to happen that way. So, like I, I honestly, I don't want to judge anyone because people should make their money, but at the same time, we're talking about mentality monster that is Patrick Mahomes and how his willingness to win and it shows in his contracts as also yeah it shows in his contracts as well. Mm. where you've got other guys that, yeah, they're not getting paid the Mahomes type money, but I don't, I think winning almost plays second fiddle. Mm. Like we're seeing it in soccer now, soccer slash football, where we're seeing players and join, who are joining the Saudi Arabian football league purely to get their payday. They don't care about winning that league. They've come out and said so that as much. They've come out because it's, the money they're getting offered is so ridiculous. They've got an opportunity to set their families up for life, and like I, I can't, I can't begrudge them from doing that. Yeah, but at the same time, the pinnacle of football, club football, is in Europe. It is playing in the Champions League. It's trying mm. to win that competition, and you might, yeah, think oh, I think arrogant, Tom. But it's fact. Everyone knows it's fact that the yeah. European competitions are are the pinnacle of club football. So I I don't know if I necessarily like the move for Hopkins. I think he should have probably waited out, see what happened with Kansas City. He still had a couple of weeks until training camp. He maybe could have held out there. Or maybe the Chiefs just told him flat out, right, that we're gonna go nowhere near the number that he was looking for. Yeah. But if I'm him, I'm probably thinking that should probably stand more of a chance going with Matt Jones and the Patriots than I do with the Titans. I don't think it's much of a chance, better chance, but it probably was a little bit yeah. better chance. But I just think the guy now is just kind of going to be another receiver that goes to the Titans and just dies, basically. Yeah. And it just has one good season. He'll probably get a 1,000 yards. They might make the playoffs. They might win the AFC South. But realistically, are they going to win the AFC in a... I do it in a conference like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've got a good defense, but no, I'd be very surprised if they're in a conversation yeah. come the AFC Championship weekend. I um, like I'll eat my hat if they do, and, and they are a very well coached team. But yeah, I I can't see. I don't I don't get the move personally. I think we're, we're guilty as fans a lot of the time that as soon as a player comes available, we are like, oh, he's going to be a chief. He's going to be a chief. And mm. um, I, I mean, I I've kind of curtailed that a little bit. Over the years, I've, I've kind of calmed down a little bit. Maybe it's my age, I don't know. But yeah. it might be the fact that um, I, I've seen it all happen before where, you know, we look at players that you think, oh, they're going to come to us because we've yeah. got Patrick Mahomes and he's brilliant and he's, you know, the yeah, Chiefs yeah, are winning yeah. Super Bowls and they're going to come to us because that's what they really want. And I had a, I put a question down in our uh, in our show notes, actually, and I was just thinking the other day, will a team ever convince enough top players to take a pay cut to build an ultimate dream team in the NFL. And I think this moment, at the at this very moment from the Hopkins uh, signing by the Titans, I think that just proves it now that we're never going to see that in the NFL. We're never going to get a bunch of players, top players like that, who come to the end of the deals or they've, they've been let go by the teams and suddenly go, do you know what? We're all going to go to the Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. He's winning Super Bowls. He's winning all the awards and accolades. And we want to go there and we're just going to play there for peanuts. 
Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think we'll, we'll see it. It'll never happen, um, will it? Yeah, I think the the fact that the AFC is so fiercely competitive as well does play into that mm. a little bit. But, but I think the Chiefs are kind of happy. They're kind of content with it at the same time. Like, I don't, I don't feel like there's panic about the wide receiver room no. in the Chiefs because they they won the Super Bowl after losing Tyreek Hill. Like, <laughs> do you need the pudding, any more ev- in the pudding? Exactly. Do you need any more evidence than that that the Chiefs would be fine at wide receiver? I just feel, I feel like they they know now, and I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. So apologies if we're repeating ourselves and we're incredibly boring. But <laughs> I I just think the Chiefs now know that they want to protect Patrick Mahomes, keep Kelsey healthy. And then just have contributors on the outside. And if these young contributors turn out to be superstars, then great, brilliant. The Chiefs have done well. But I just think they're so fiercely confident in what they've got in number 15 and in the offensive line in front of them, especially the interior guys. And obviously the fact that they've got like the greatest play call of all time as well yeah. on the sideline. I do. I think the Chiefs just don't care. And like, yeah, it would have been nice to have Hopkins and I'm sure they would have wanted him, but it was a luxury. Mm-hmm. And there are... It now it takes the pressure off a little bit on the Chris Jones deal to get it done. It still needs to get done, but it takes pressure off a little bit. There's no like, oh, we've got to get it done because we want to get Hopkins over the line. Mm. They can just take their time with it now, get the Chris Jones deal done in a timely manner over the next two or three weeks. And hey, sirrah, sirrah. But in terms of receiver, I just don't see the panic. And yeah. I'm kind of with them a little bit on that one based on what we saw last year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, then, I think we'll take a quick break. Um, When we come back, we'll be talking about Chiefs training camp. Hi there, welcome back to the Great British Chiefs show with Brad and Tom. Uh, We're going to talk about Chiefs training camp in a minute, but uh, I just wanted to speak with Tom about hard knocks. It's it's something we talk about, obviously, every year when it happens, because I always get excited for hard knocks. I love the show. Um, It has been a little bit poor over the last few years maybe COVID kind of affected that a little bit because of the uh, obviously the access of getting into the training facilities and stuff like that over the years but I really think this could be one of the best yet and this is going to be with the Jets isn't it is that because of Aaron Rodgers or yeah I think the, I think this one at the moment because they're going to get they've got a few stars over there now so mm. I'm thinking that this could be a, one of the best ones yet and the Jets I tell you what they're putting together a roster they've got an outstanding team Exactly. Outstanding so team over there in New York. Like they are absolutely in contention in the AFC East. Yeah, AFC East. AFC least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. AFC East. Oh, I had a brain fart for a second there, but <laughs> I was yeah, never yeah. AFC least because it's yeah. I'm on Burger Um They. I. I kind of like it. I know the Jets aren't happy about Aaron Rodgers. I reportedly isn't happy about hard knocks being but that's what you get you don't make the playoffs you don't get you don't get a choice is it just it's... going to be a, a blank screen when he yeah. comes on to Aaron Rodgers he's just going to be in a dark room I just got a feeling he's going to be so distant from the cameras like yeah. when they're around I just don't think he's going to give them anything like we're talking about quarterback and whatnot and we're saying how much Mahomes gave yeah I don't know if Rodgers is going to do that. I think he's going to be wildly entertaining because he's just going to be so like, don't give a shit, basically, yeah. I think he's now, he's getting towards the end of his career in New York. I think he's, I personally think he's gone to New York just to go and live in New York. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the reason why he's got there. He's gone there. And I'm just, I am interested to see because they just didn't want it to happen. 
because no one wants hard knocks these days. It's a distraction. Like, <laughs> like I, it's great. The, the Chiefs will never be hard knocks. Well, certainly not with Mahomes, because if you make the playoffs, you you automatically rule yourself out if you want to. They don't have to be a don't have to be a hard knocks team. But if you don't make the playoffs and you don't switch your coach, then guess what? You're in the running to be in hard knocks. And yeah. the Jets didn't switch their coach and they didn't make the playoffs. So we'll fall down. Um, but yeah, I think it would be okay. Like I, I've got a feeling McCall Hardman might be a star of hard knocks. Yeah. So I, I've got a feeling that he's going to be the type of guy that's going to love having the cameras around and all of that. And he's will, he, will, will he be subtitled as well? Because I can't, I can't hardly understand him. He talks that fast. <laughs> Coming from you. <laughs> I, I can't understand half, half the stuff he says. But um, I, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's going to be good. It's going to be really good for... Uh, for TV, I think with uh, with, with it needs to be good because it's been so bad recently. It's been oh, a yeah, god awful yeah. show recently. Yeah, it does. I think actually, I think the Raiders one was probably the the funniest. I don't know if it's that's because, of the that's because Antonio Brown had a breakdown halfway through. Let's be honest. <laughs> that's the only reason why that was funny. Yeah, and I thought I think I quite like the Browns one. That was quite a good. That was quite a good one. Um, right, right. You know, I remember it, Beckham Airfield and everyone like, no. Uh, Is that the one when he was living in a caravan outside training I camp? I think so. Something like that, yeah. yeah. I think it was, yeah. Um, Maybe back there soon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough about the Jets. Uh, Chief training camp, it starts July 23rd. Um, I, I can't believe it's here. I really can't believe it's just around the corner because um, – I was just still kind of going about my day, just floating through life, just thinking, when's the NFL coming back, you know? Uh, and July 23rd, Chiefs are back in training camp. There's got to be a lot of things that we're going to be talking about with, uh, you know, camp battles as well, uh, key areas that we're looking at that we think might be, um, might be you know, juicy for uh, fans to watch. Um, and I kind of want to start with something that was um, a little bit off the radar a little bit, but I think... For me, the linebackers this year, um, it's going to be an interesting one because the Chiefs have suddenly got about was it about eight linebackers mm. in the roster this year, and I'm thinking I, I don't even remember them signing that many. No, <laughs> and I was thinking why 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 have we suddenly got a linebacker battle where we've got eight linebackers all of a sudden? Um, but I mean, let, let's start with Nick Bolton first of all. Nick Bolton for me, my man. I've been high on Nick Bolton ever since we drafted him. He's one of my favourite players out there at the minute. Um, proved his worth, improved his worth so much in the Super Bowl as well with that uh, with that scoop and score. Um, obviously, Willie Gay Jr. is there. Leo Chanel um, is another one. But there was, yeah, there's some new ones. And drafted one, uh, Cam Jones mm-hmm. uh, was, was, he was supposed to go probably about fifth, fifth or sixth, uh, sixth round. Uh, and the Chiefs picked him up undrafted. Um, and I don't know too much about them, but I know that these players are going to be there to contend because even with the undrafted players, we saw with the likes of, um, you know, uh, Pacheco undrafted mm. and everything like that. You know, it, 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 I always think that that gives an edge and a bit more character to a player when they feel like they have to keep earning it and every day yeah. improving the worth on it and stuff. And I think that's probably the mindset of the Chiefs this year of... Yeah, no. I mean they've 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 probably I think I found a stat the other day actually what was it? Um, the Chiefs have invested a whopping one point twelve million dollars in undrafted free agent market this year. Um, more than normal, isn't it? More, way more than normal. Yeah. So you know that's fourteen undrafted free agents, um, and they've gone heavy on it. So I think this year it, it is going to be good. But it is going to be interesting, and 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 like we were saying with with the Veach mentality of 
trying to find value. That seems to yeah. be his main, um, main kind of focus. Get the value and see where we can pick up on the value. And and I think linebackers is obviously one of them, but I also think cornerbacks is another. Which we've we've said in the past that we seem to have gone quite uh, cheap on on cornerback uh, mm. for quite some time. <laughs> it always seemed to be a thing that we always used to bring up heading into Chiefs training yeah. camp. You know, we don't have a decent cornerback. What's going to happen? And it never seemed to uh, affect Beach. But um, he signed another four undrafted uh, cornerbacks as well. So. Mm. So many different camp battles going on. I'm yeah. really, really excited to see what, uh, what what's actually going to appear on this. What what what's it, what areas are for you, mate? Well, I, I think the linebackers are a good one to be honest. It is. Yeah. I'm not necessarily interested in who's the fourth and the fifth and the sixth. Mm. If there is a sixth linebacker on the roster, because to me that's just special teams. I'm not really bothered about that. Like, well, I, I don't. I'll be honest. The bottom of the roster, the healthy scratch ones. I don't really get care about um, if I'm being honest in the nicest possible way. Right, fair play Tom. to them. Well, well done. Thank you very much. I'm like, I'm happy you're here, but ultimately I'm more interested in the guys that the first 22 players are going to be on the field every, every yeah. single game. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. more. And I think that's reasonable. I think that's fair to, they're the ones you should, you probably show more interest in. So I'm interested in the linebacker in a sense where who's going to start for the chiefs mm. because Nick Bolton's obviously a shoe in. He's he is now probably the leader of the defense. He's he's the new Derek Johnson as such. Yeah, and he's going to be around for years to come. But it's going to, who's going to be his running mate? That's who I'm particularly interested because Leo Chanel showed some good sparks last year. Yeah. Willie Gay's been good but inconsistent, and then they've signed this guy Drew Tranquil, yeah, from the Chargers on free agency. Who is getting a lot of hype, not just from the Chiefs, not from the Chiefs media, but from all of Chiefs Kingdom media, like Arrowhead Pride, other networks, other websites. There's a lot of people talking up this signing. And like, is he going to be the one that's going to be starting alongside Nick Bolton come week one? So that's where I'm interested to see and see how much run they get in training camp with, with the ones, with the twos, who's going to be the one. I think Nick Bolton will probably be the continuous one, but then they're just going to rotate guys in. Mm. And then obviously that will lead into the preseason and then they get more and more guys, more and more rotations together. So that of all the training camp battles on the defensive side of the ball, I think that linebacker one's probably the most interesting for me. Yeah. But on the offensive side of the ball, <laughs> it's juicy this year, isn't it? It's off. Oh, the receiver race is <laughs> there are going to be a lot of disappointed people in Chiefs Kingdom because mm. one way or another, every single receiver is getting their own hype from somewhere, whether it's Richie James or Justin Ross, Sky Moore, Kadaris Tony. I don't think Sky Moore or Kadaris Tony are, are, are going to get cut for one second, by the way. But like, there's these all these players that are getting their their hype from somewhere. We can't possibly carry them all. You've got obviously Rashi Rice, the rookie coming in as well. Yeah, we can't keep them all happy. So I'm really intrigued to see what happens at receiver position. I'm really intrigued to see 
who's going to be the guys that roll out with Mahomes to begin with? Who's going to be the guys that rolls out with Blaine Gabbert to begin with? And who's going to be the guys that roll out with? Is it Shane Buccelli, the third quarterback on the roster? Yeah, I, I'm interested to see and see how that moves as the weeks go on, as the practices go on. Oh, Justin Ross had made a couple of good plays with the threes, and then all of a sudden you see him with the twos, and it makes good plays there, and then all of a sudden you see him with Mahomes. And how does that translate into into the preseason? And then how does that translate in the pre-second game? And then the third week of training camp, and it's just it's a fascinating battle. And like if I was there in St. Joe it would be the one that I would be keeping my eyes on the most that, that, that receiver. And it's not like they, when they're lining up against their cornerbacks, their opposing number, they are lining up against a very, very good secondary now. Mm-hmm. And so they are going to have to earn it. Yes. They're going to, some of them are going to get the all world quarterback thrown on the ball, but some of them aren't, some of them are, are going to get Blake Gavin. Some of them are going to get Shane Richardson. How are they going to stand out to propel themselves further up the roster? Because there are so many hype trains at the moment like the platform is full this is grand central station there's about eight trains ready to leave the station right now and right now i don't know which one i want to get on but i you better believe that over the next coming weeks i am gonna put myself on one of those platforms and i'm gonna beg to get on that train i just hope it's that train that departs and ends up on the final 53 because i don't really don't want to be wrong about this i want to pick my horse and i want to go with it do you know what i'm going to jump on the same carriage as pat mahomes senior and i'm going to follow him on his justin ross hype train is he on it i've not he's seen on it. it he's on is it he? he's been on record as saying uh, that um justin ross has been working with mahomes in the off season uh, at um, obviously his new luscious house that he's got with his lovely Pat Mahomes uh, yeah. kind of uh, ground that he's got. Not, you know, he's not but, a Airbnb, Airbnb in Vegas preparing for the Super Bowl next year, no, right? <laughs> probably. <I don't> know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, apparently Pat Mahomes Senior is very high on uh, on Justin Ross uh, from what he's seen. And, you know, it, it, it says a lot, especially when, you know, your quarterback's dad's talking about you. Um, I think that's that's obviously a big thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'll I think I'll follow Pat Mahomes Senior on that. I'd like to see Rashid Rice, but I'd, we know from um, Reed's previous um, previous position on on having wide receivers, you know, coming in in the rookie season and playing straight away, yeah, yeah. it never happens, does it? So I think they're just going to stash Rashid Rice. Um, hopefully, not going to stash him like they did with Cornell Powell. Yeah, remember <laughs> yeah, that guy? Not... <laughs> you remember that guy? Yeah, yeah. remember that guy. Um, but I, yeah, I think I think a lot of people are going to be watching Justin Ross because we've we've seen some of the highlight reels we've seen, um, even from last year. Mm. You know when they stashed him on the um, you know on, on on the roster, and you you just think, could it be? Could could this be it now? Could could this be, It'd be the, one the hell of a story? Fight? Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? It, it would just be. Magical. But it's again, it's a value again. He was undrafted yeah. again, wasn't he? It would be magical, like. The, the, the Chiefs are in a good position, really, because the floor is they've got Patrick Mahomes throwing in the ball, so they're going to be okay anyway. Yeah. But at the same time, they've got probably four receivers in Justin Ross, Richie James, mm-hmm. Sky Moore, and Kadarius Tony, who all have insane potential. Yes. And they only kind of need one, hopefully two of them to hit and the offense goes back to like all world 
Mahomes levels. Yeah. Because I don't think Valdez Scantling will be that guy. I think Valdez Scantling will continue. I think we'll see more of the same what we saw from Valdez Scantling last year. I don't expect to see the Valdez Scantling of the AFC Championship game against the Bengals, which was an outstanding performance. But I don't expect to see that every week. I think he'll have his moments here, be fine. And I don't think we'll see a lot out of Rashi Rice because, as you point out, he's a rookie. But the other four guys, like Richie James was outstanding for the Giants last year. And people are talking about it as like one of the most unheralded free agent signings of the entire offseason. Mm. I know like Warren Sharp does a lot of football analysis and he's really high on the Richie James signing for the Chiefs and what and what, what he's done but and what he's done particularly his time in New York and how he could propel into being going off in in Kansas City. And then obviously you've got Kadarius Tony who if stays healthy. Yeah. Many of many outlets is pipped to be the breakout star of the 2023 season. Mm-hmm. And you've got Squire Moore, who had an underwhelming rookie season, but the word was right there. Rookie season. We know we, we know it just doesn't happen like that for Chiefs receivers in their rookie year. So I just think if the Chiefs can and just can find one or two of those gems, those mm-hmm. uncut gems, great film, by the way. Um and turn them into full-blown diamonds. Yeah. Then diamond in the rough. This offense is just going to be. Yeah. It, you know, I saw a stat the other day actually, and I'm coming out with the stats this week. Have you noticed? Um, a stat is that not one of Patrick Mahomes' receivers has had 700 yards or more in a season yet. And you think, you think he can't surely win a Super Bowl with that, can he? <laughs> No, not mm. one of those. I mean, yeah, obviously you've got a you've got a rookie one there as well. But you know, Sky Moore's not made it. You know, Justin Ross obviously stashed. He never played so, last year. What's an average Mahomes game? An average Mahomes game is like three hundred yards, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say yeah. Wasn't wasn't the average average from like three hundred and fifteen yards? Is that yeah. So let's say let's say right. The average Mahomes game is three hundred yards. Let's say we walk the AFC and we get the bye, so uh, yeah. we get a week off. So let's say he misses one game. That's four thousand eight hundred yards. What's an average Kelsey season? What, 1,200 yards? Yeah. So let's say, take out the 1,200 yards. That leaves 3,600 yards to go amongst everyone else. What's Blake Bell going to get? 200 yards, maybe? Probably that, yeah. Noah Gray might get 400. Yeah. Jody Fortson will get... 300. Jody Fortson will get 20 passes for tw- uh, 20 yards and 20 touchdowns. So <laughs> let's say let's say Jody, Jody Fortson gets 50. Running backs, let's do a thousand for the running backs. Yeah. That leaves 1950 yards. Well, I'm probably being a bit generous to the tight ends now. I've just, I have realized I've given 1900 yards to the tight ends there, which is just ludicrous. 1900 yards. Yeah, yeah, to the tight ends. But it might happen. You never know. It might happen. You never know. It might, it might happen. A thousand yards, yards to the running backs also seems a bit generous. Actually, I'm going to take a few. I'm going to take 500 yards off that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, 2,450 yards to the receivers. Around. How divided by six of them. Oh, God, my calculator's gone crazy. Divided by six. That's 408 yards each between them. Wow, I don't think I don't think all of them will get to four hundred eight. I was going to say, who's going to be the one that carries the load? Is there a thousand yard receiver in that receiving room at the minute? In that wide receiving room? Not, no, not... I don't see one personally. You don't think um, it's going to be a thousand yard? No, I think I think Tony absolutely could be, but I just don't think he'd be healthy enough. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we can trust his body. 
Um, Valis Scantlin, no, he just has too many off games. Yeah. Too many games where he does nothing. Sky Moore, maybe potentially. And as long I as he's not doing maybe, punt returns, I'm happy. I think what is it? Richie get, James got last year. He got five, six, six hundred yards last year for the Giants, oh, yeah. which is not bad. From, no, because he's got Daniel Jones throwing him the ball. Um, <laughs> like maybe him, but no, I think it's going to be a wide receiver by committee, and then Travis Kelsey and Jared McKinnon, Clyde mm-hmm. Edwards-Helaire catching passes and yeah, yeah getting the yards for that. I, I I can't imagine the Chiefs are going to have a receiver that's going to be right. We have to game plan for him. I don't mm. think there's going to be. I think they're going to have to game plan for the collective. Yeah. But I don't think it's like when we had Tyreek Hill, it's like, okay, right, there's Tyreek Hill. We need to account for him. Mm. And like, even when teams play the Titans now, they're going to see DeAndre Hopkins. They're going to be like, right, we need to account for him. I don't think the Chiefs have that guy in, in terms of wide receiver. I think that guy is probably Travis Kelsey. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't see another star yet in the Chiefs receiver room. But that's not to say that they, one of those guys might not become one. So yeah, you that's what makes training what, camps interesting. Yeah, do you think that's what the Chiefs are probably aiming for? They like they did it last year, didn't they? Where they didn't really have a particular wide receiver that is the considered to be the Tyreek Hill main threat. So a lot of the a lot of the time we had uh, the ball was spread around. I mean, we saw so many times that Mahomes was spreading the ball ball around to like eight nine receivers in a game, wasn't he? And mm. I think that's probably what the mindset is in going into this year is let's just do the same thing. Let's just yeah. let's just have a multitude of receivers there that are all capable, all good hands. I mean, Rasheed Rice has got huge hands. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just spread the ball around. Have Kelsey as that main threat so that yeah. people will hone in on him and focus on him. I mean, the age that he's going at anyway, at some point he's going to be slowing down, isn't he? I mean, what is he now, 34, Travis Kelsey? So if, they are, if teams are then going to be scheming around Travis Kelsey, it leaves the rest of the field wide open, doesn't it? So it could be that again. It could be just let's. let's I think it will be it again. I think it will be just run it back. Yeah, I do think I've run it back. Just different body, different bodies in certain positions. I, I think it's absolutely what the Chiefs will be. I think they've lost a little bit in Juju because Juju was kind of good across the middle. I, like but I think that's what they wanted out of Richie James. It seems like Richie James is kind of like a cheaper version, mm. or like a more of an unsung version of Juju Smith-Schuster. So maybe that's what they're thinking they're getting out of him. But I'm not. I'm not down on the receiver room. I um no. I've kind of it's like go on sound the alarm Arsenal here we go um it's like with the Arsenal now like Arteta and Edu have done so much right at Arsenal that when we go for players people are like oh why are Arsenal signing him he's crap why are they doing that he was rubbish at Chelsea but they've done so well as a management team now that I've kind of given up on doubting them. Do you know what I mean? Like they've done so well that now everyone they go for, well, if, if they want them, then I'm on board with it. That's yeah. that's how I feel about uh, Arsenal and Arteta and Edu. That's exactly how I feel about Brent Beach these days. Yeah, and and Andy Reid is the fact that if they're happy with the roster, then I'm happy with the roster. If they wanted, if they really wanted DeAndre Hopkins, they would have got DeAndre Hopkins. But I think they're perfectly content with what they've got. And as long as we said a million times before, it's probably a nice note to finish the show on. As long as they've got that lovely curly haired number fifteen in the backfield, then <laughs> they're absolutely fine. They're getting players that get on base. That's what they're doing. Right then, should we leave it there? I think so. 
that's all we've got time for this week uh, we'll be back in two weeks time to link up with you all again and give you our thoughts on all the latest news coming out of Chiefs Kingdom as always stick around for more of your favourite podcasts from Arrowhead Pride and make sure you get all the latest Chiefs news from our website arrowheadpride.com but all that's left to say here is from one kingdom to another we'll speak to you again soon